Is up, John Wolf. How are you doing? Should we just run it back? <laughs> Take it from the top. <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah uh, let's get this podcast started, John. It's been a little while since we've. I know it's been, been back a in, on each other's laptops. You know, I know, I know. Your face staring back at me through this cold glass. Ooh. A little Do you while. ever put your face against the glass? Just like feel how cold. Only right it is. after we finish our Zoom call and you disappear into the abyss, I put my face up against it. I'm like, no. just to feel the warmth. Yeah, yeah just from... anything at all to yeah. feel close to you. <sighs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was uh, um, I was over the over the weekend. I was at the NBA All Star Game in in the city that never sleeps. Salt Lake City, Utah, baby. Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> the Mormons never sleep. They're always kicking it, baby. Yeah, you know those all Mormons hours of the day. Love to party. They Just do, man. Love to party. They do. They're all great people, nice people. Um, what was funny is I've seen. Well, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, name a bad one. Yeah, I can't name you a good one either. I can't name one. <laughs> um what was funny is people were complaining about um, the game on sunday uh just like boring whatever and um i think i have an idea of how to fix it um so you're talking about the all-star game the, the all-star, NBA, game, all-star yeah. game yeah the all-star okay, game so yeah, you, yeah. you know like people were complaining game. about that a lot they all like they're like oh man everybody was like the, the games aren't what they used to be yeah, but like, you know, like the oh, time I they remember were when good. the All Star. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's ever given a fuck about how they do in the All Star game. It's like it reminds me. I saw like a tweet. going to watch the Globetrotters. You know. Yeah, I saw a tweet about comparing you know, when everyone says, "Oh, that game was great when I was a kid," or twenty years ago, ten years ago. I saw a tweet comparing that to, uh, which made me laugh because it's something we talked about before about nostalgia. Um, and when, when you're yeah, younger yeah. and you're kind of nostalgic for those things, you're still looking at the the athletes or the superstars, even award shows when you're a kid are better because you look at all of those people and they're, they're in everything you consume. They're in everything that you watch. So I, you know, I think it's the same as star Wars, baby. It was always better when you were a kid, all star games, but I do have an idea of how yeah. to fix it. I want to get your thoughts as someone who does not consume it or really care about it at all. So you know, the last couple of years, yeah. both teams now, they pick a charity that they're each playing for. And then every quarter that that team wins, the charity gets $100,000 out of it. And if they Whoa. tie the quarter, they get two hundred. Each gets $200,000 out of it. So my idea to fix it is you still keep the charities, but they start with $400,000 each, both charities, or give them $500,000 each. And if the team that they're associated <laughs> with loses, they lose $100,000 out of it. So, hey, look, the best you get 
is five. That would definitely add a little bit more. You right? know, can you imagine they're like to the LeBron James to play. bad guy won't play in the All Star game and charity loses four hundred thousand dollars. You know, so you want to there. hold all the athletes accountable in for ransom, it. basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to make them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I like make this them... idea. Look, because that's entertainment, baby. Yeah, and then you can know? you imagine getting grilled at the end? Like, hey, saw you didn't really play very well at the end. Cost your charity a hundred thousand dollars. How do you feel? Yeah, how I do you feel about that? They should be. Have you ever watched Cutthroat Kitchen? No, I've never seen that. You okay? So uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's great. I hope the the people listening are know what Cutthroat Kitchen is. But if you don't, it's a great show on the Cooking Network or uh, Food Network. Hosted by Alton Brown. Everyone knows Alton Brown from Iron Chef, from Good Eats. Very quirky, very kind of crazy guy. And so he hosts a cooking competition where each person, I want to say they start with $25,000, $20,000. And then as the competitions increase, you know, you do an appetizer, a main course, a dessert, something, something like that. And each round you're allowed to bid on a sabotage for the other chefs. So in the show, it could be, you know, you, you bid and one chef has to cook with aluminum foil instruments, or sometimes it's super crazy where, you know, you have, instead of using an oven, a real oven, you have to use an easy bake oven, or you have to use a blow, a hairdryer. Wow. This sounds like my kind of show, dude. It is a great show. It's a great show. It's (laughs) hilarious. And so I think at the all-star game, the charities, if they don't want to lose the you know, so you want to bring the, down that bad. cutthroat kitchen aspect into the NBA? A little All-Star. sabotaging. Yeah, Imagine. Okay. okay, hey, Giannis can only he has one arm tied behind his back, or yeah, he has LeBron to ride on a bicycle. Has to play 15 with times. no shoes on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's really what would jazz I, it up and bring. I it love back. this idea because mm-hmm. then it'd be so much more fun to look at to watch basketball. <laughs> Especially that kind of basketball where you're just Especially out there. There's like one guy trying to get hurt. one shoe on, you know? Yeah. The other dude has to, to uh, yeah. Yeah, an arm tied behind his back. Or one of them has to do like uh, with a dizzy bat, spin around 10 times after every basket's made and then just get there on the floor <laughs> and try and compete. Something like that. I think would I think that's what brings it back. That's what brings yeah, it back. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> or but the All Stars compete in Cutthroat Kitchen. I would watch the hell out of that too. I did watch the, for what it's worth, I did watch the dunk contest. I work at a sports one. bar, so it was on TV all weekend, you yeah. know. So I did watch some of it, and it was a good one. That yeah. undrafted guy did very Shout well. Out Mac McClung. Yeah. Mac McClung. Yeah. Household name. Yeah. Just like everyone that. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Mac McClung. Everybody baby. knows who he is. I will say Matt Utah Matt was Mc... proud. What a Matt name, McClung too. Won. Mac McClung. Mac McClung. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, as if you haven't, if you guys haven't uh, figured it out by now, you're actually listening to Everyone's a Real Critic, the podcast where John Wolf and I take a look Shoot. at movies that uh, have a 20% difference between the audience it. and critic scores on Rotten Tomatoes. We also talk about other things that are happening, you know, like the all-star game weekend <laughs> but we'll bring kitchen. you the real critics thoughts on the movie we'll break down some of the critic and audience reviews and we wrap it all up with our real ranking of the movie but remember that at the end of the day it doesn't really matter because john everyone's a real critic this is true we know this 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 is true we know you know this yeah i know, this. know this 
Yeah. And if you I mean, don't know this, you will you know. by the end of this episode. Yeah. You will. You will. You'll know what it takes to be a critic. You'll know what it takes to be an audience member. Not much. You'll probably yeah, you'll walk away thinking, hey, they didn't really teach me anything about how to be a critic. And that's because it really takes nothing nowadays. You just kind of Because you already are a critic. You are. Right there. You know? Right we here. were just criticizing. Hey, hey you know you. where critiques come from? You right here. You know where you the right critiques? there? Right here. Right in the heart. Oh, right, right in, in the heart. heart. Yeah, that's all it takes. It takes a little heart, baby. That's where all the good ones. Yeah. The good ones come from right here. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So uh today <laughs> we're gonna be talking about we were talking about this on uh one of the other podcasts. Just uh, 2023, end of 2022, uh beginning of 2023, big horror year. So it's kind of easy to pick up those movies. We were in a little bit of a drought when we were, we were looking for the next movie to pick. So this week, we're going to be talking about the 2022 splashy horror hit, Sick, which is sick, a exclusive. It's super sick. Um, I was pretty disappointed to see that this movie was not about catching crazy gnar up on the mounds with some fresh pow. But, uh, you know. You get oh, is that you get lingo you that you learned it. on your uh, on your on recent ski trip? ski trip? Yeah, yeah, man, you wouldn't get. What it. does pow mean? Pow? Is that powder? Yeah, baby, that's that fresh snow. Oh, <laughs> and when it's when it's snowing, that's free refills. That's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I love. I it. wore my flame socks on the last day because I was torching up the slopes. Left a left a pile yeah. of ice behind me. That's how hot I was. That's gnarly, bro. Yeah, it was super gnarly. Shredding yeah. some hella gnar out there. <laughs> All right, Johnny Tsunami, let's get into the movie here, okay? But before we get into the movie, <laughs> we're gonna talk. Uh, uh, we're gonna get into our segment, really good or really bad, where we pitch to the people movies and TV shows that are really good or really bad. Yeah, let's get to what you're watching, huh? How about it? <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> starting to feel a little sick there oh i see what you did there because the movie is sick and you're feeling sick very clever very clever i'm actually not feeling sick but we haven't talked in a couple weeks john was on vacation and he had to go do the all-star day weekend thing um but dude i got so sick there a couple weeks ago it was it was bad i thought it was covid and everything Nothing. Out, not, nothing. I was. I think it was just like a flu or a cold. Really? It was rough, dude. Oof. It was. I was like taking baths like three times a day just to like regulate my body temperature. Really? Because my fever was so fucking sick, bro. That's sick. That's so yeah, sick. Dude. When was the last time you took a bath before then? You big bath guy. I actually. Bye. Yeah, I'm a little ashamed to to admit that I love baths. You're a bye. Nice. I'm a big bath guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I uh, I'm not a bath guy. Something about sitting in your own scrubbings doesn't do it for me. Yeah, but you you clean it you you clean it all off before you get out. Yeah, but you're sitting in the water of. Yeah, it's just a used stew. 
I guess you know the argument is you get in a pool or a hot tub and it's got yeah that's probably even more gross because then it's not just yours used to that was good (laughs) you like that yeah yeah that's what I call it it's time for (laughs) anyone hungry I'm about to whip up some used (laughs) to exactly that would be I wish I was like one of those like uh, hot girls who could just like sell their their uh, used to online. You ever heard about this? No. Yeah. They yeah. like sell little vials of their bath water. Huh. There really? was one particularly famous one whose name I don't remember, but yeah. And you just sell bath water. That's it. And people buy that. And she made like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'm either on the wrong sides of the internet. Well, I'm definitely on the wrong side of life. I should be doing something different <laughs> with my life. If you can sell bath water for hundreds of thousands, of, did they were they famous beforehand? And then okay, so sold it. Uh, or her name is Belle Delphine. I had well, to Google this because again, John and I are. If we use their name, we we just want to make sure we're accurate here. She's super famous. Yeah. Okay. It's Belle Delphine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a real name. That sounds. No, I fake. think that's like her stage name or something. Okay, yeah. Sure. Her bath yeah. name. Yeah, but she's just like an e girl, you know, that sells her bath water. Huh. I uh, I don't think that's something I'd ever be into. I mean, have you seen her? You haven't even seen her, bro. I I don't think I need anyone's bath water, to be honest. I know what. Sometimes when I step in the shower, uh, I have sticky feet, and sometimes the the gunk and the lint from the socks just wipes right off my feet as soon as I step in the shower. Oh, and you see you see it. Come yeah, off and you your see feet. it on the ground. Yeah. 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 So if That's, anyone I've wants that, um, you know, hit me up. First one's free and we can figure it out after that, I guess. I'm not Yeah, sure. we could make it a recurring thing. We could have like an your am like an Amazon button. Yeah, sure. Just I mean it's not that hard on me, of... but um if you really enjoy yeah. it, we can uh, make it happen. So let me know or give us a call if that's something you want. Oh, uh, yeah, you can give us a call 407 604 Yeah, something like that. Is that it? It's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know the number, you can check out our socials because uh, it's posted on there at EARCPOD where we get them. Yeah, tell us about your bath bathing habits. Yeah, let us know. Do you bath? Are you a buy? Or are you a burl? Bath guy, bath girl? Yeah. Let us what know. What do you think about a used stew? Yeah. <laughs> and would you buy someone else's used stew? Yeah. Um, don't I mean, let I us don't know really, if you Actually, I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that. Yeah, yeah I don't want to yeah. know that. Yeah. So what you been watching, man? <laughs> um, I've actually been watching a lot of TV. Oh, okay. Um, I've been watching, like, I watched the entirety of Netflix's Love. And that's a great show. I love that show. Love. Yeah. Would you say you love it? I do. I do love it. What's it about for those of us? Uh, uh, it's about, I know uh, what it's uh, about, but the person of course you listening do. has never heard of it, you know. Um, it, by the way, it's 407-602-8504. Hell yeah. Uh, Give it a call. Used to. <laughs> yeah. Let us know what's in yeah. your used to. But it, it's good. It, it's a good show. It's basically about um two, you know, kind of wounded, troubled people who fall in love with each other over three seasons with steve <laughs> it's fine but that's not really what i wanted to talk about i've also been watching uh deadwood on hbo which is okay. awesome i have never watched that before i started but what deadwood. i really 
it starts out slow. You got to get is. past a couple episodes uh, for sure because it starts out really slow. Okay. Um, but I did finally want, I replaced, uh, I got a Roku for my bedroom. Oh, nice. Uh, never is it plugged into before. anything or you just have the Roku? No, I just have the T-Roo remote. I just kind of like to look at it, point it at stuff. <laughs> uh but no, uh, and, and and there's like a Roku exclusive movie that I really wanted to watch called Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Okay. I've Daniel heard of this. I have heard of. as Weird Al. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It is really? so good. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> what about it did you like? What makes it really uh, good? It's just, a, it's so great how it's like a parody of of music biopics and it's you know like a biopic for weird al who is obviously famous for parodying pop songs um and it's just like it's such an obvious and perfect idea and i'm just i was so happy that it worked in execution you know and i love like music movie parodies like dewey cox is awesome um so as like doc the documentary now series with bill hater and Pop star, never stop, never stopping. Yeah, I actually never saw that. Is that good? It's solid. It's funny. It's in the hot rod area of. Of course, I mean it's those comedy. guys along yeah. the island. So yeah, yeah. Um, but the but Weird Al, it was hilarious. Daniel Radcliffe is so good in it. He's like really putting everything <laughs> into this insane performance. That's not Weird Al at all. Like. it's so great none of this happened like none of it is real there's so many cameos in the movie like jack black is in it dimitri martin is in it there's a lin-manuel miranda jump scare i literally like was terrified when lin-manuel miranda showed up um but it was fucking so much fun it's so much fun take this with a grain of salt i might be biased i just love weird al in general yeah and uh this was so good so it's it's a goofy 10 movie. out of 10 10 out of 10 wow so you give this on the real ranking you this give is this 100 my godfather wow. it, it's it's godfather it's level good yeah that's that's incredible that's high praise for high me praise. for me personally you yeah. know like yeah it's okay. a five star movie so it's a can't miss you can't miss it okay if, should we is this Don't... a new uh part of the what you're watching is just this is a real can't miss, a real can't miss. can't miss. Yeah, an RCCM. Are you, to come, are you pitching the name right now? Yeah, I am. <laughs> RCCM. Real critic can't miss. Yeah, it's Bang. a slap a logo or a, on a must watch. You know, it's like a, it's a must watch. Well, we can't say certified fresh because that's Rotten Tomatoes thing, and we kind of rip all of their stuff anyway. So we got to kind of come. Yeah, up we're already them. kind of stealing yeah. from them. So. Yeah, if you have a good uh good idea for a real critic can't miss, let us know. If you got something better, we'll take it. And uh, we won't give you any credit for it, but appreciate it. You won't have anything better than this. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. I um, had uh, I had a <laughs> yeah. What about you, John? I had a really good, and it was it was a really good in a refreshing way. It was funny we were talking about nostalgia earlier because the movie kind of took me back. Um content wise to some of those really good action movies that we grew up with. And I couldn't really 
put my finger on exactly one of them, but it was just so entertaining. And it's, a, it's not a new, it's not a novel story by any, you know, shape or sound or excitement, but I watched the woman King yesterday. It's a great movie. Okay. Really good. Okay. I would also Where say did you real watch critic, that? real critic can't miss. I watched it on the plane that I flew yesterday. Um, you know, because planes fly themselves nowadays, so it's really easy to just pop in a movie and and check it out. So, um, I didn't I know you could fly it. planes. Yeah, well, you just push a couple buttons. You know, how hard could it be? So uh, <laughs> it's like a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It practically drives itself. Dude, I've been getting on so many fucking Teslas recently. I hate it. You've been getting like, in them. They're pretty sweet. Yeah, it's like the world is like. It's purposefully taunting me. I hate them. I think they're stupid. Really? And like every time you open the back door when you get in one, the window goes down a little oh, bit. I love that. Like, why there does car, it do that? Cars why do that do all that? the time. There's some, some nice cars do that. It's just, just open the fucking door. I'm not trying cool. to. Why are you breaking? Why are you opening the window a little bit? Because it's, it's nice. It's nice. And then I get in. I'm like, did I do something wrong? The no. first time. So I'd never been in one before, but literally like maybe 60% of the Ubers that I've been in in the last three weeks yeah. have been Tesla's. Yeah. I, they might have some contract with Uber or something, but sorry, I'm getting off on this tangent. I just no, don't know no. why this is happening to me. But the first time I got in one, I, I like stared at the door when we arrived at the destination. I was like, I don't know how to open this. Yeah. I, I don't know how to open the doors either, but they're cool. And I'm I've like, been in a few. Yeah. I love it. No, nah, fuck them. them. They're stupid. No, nah, I think they're cool. I hate them. I wouldn't get one. Why do you think? What's so cool cool. about them? I think they're sleek. I think they disturbed big car. Originally, they disturbed big car, which is kind of cool. Um, And now everyone's following suit or trying to. And I think there are better options nowadays uh, or just as good options from other larger companies now. But I thought it was a cool idea. And I think that the concept of having that ginormous screen in your car to do whatever you want to do with and make that your car, shit is crazy. Making your car fully customizable from wherever the seats are to whatever your car horn sounds like. I think, I think that's pretty cool. Is it what? worth? You can 40, do all that. Yeah. It's fully elect. Like it's a computer. You can do whatever yeah. you want. So, I don't think they should be driving themselves yet though. Like, yeah. I've seen taking away jobs. Shit. Machine. Yeah, that's my job. Yeah, that's my job. Until they nail that, I don't think there should be screens in cars. That seems so dangerous. I want to meet the old guy. I stare. I'm just recklessly speculating that it's an old guy that hates Teslas because they still drive a manual because they love the way they love to drive the car. They don't want the car to be driving them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I would love to have yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of pitch in their thoughts. Make cars great again, dude. And you know who definitely wouldn't be complaining about that? The Woman King, uh, because that movie, amazing. <laughs> um, so yeah. again, not a new story. It's sort of how long is it? It's over two hours. It's about two fifteen. Oof! It's boy. good though. It keeps you captivated. It the reason it reminds me of some of the action movies in the past is there's really there's a lot of dialogue, and they they really want to build up this story, which again, it's not a new story whatsoever. But I think the reason this movie thrives way more than some of the old action movies when we were growing up is that the actors in this movie are very talented 
And because there is dialogue, it really gives them room to showcase their talents and to really keep you captivated in the movie. Oh, yeah, Viola and Davis is so good. Viola Davis is in it. There's just it's it's really it's a good watch all the way around. I think the storyline is good enough. The acting is can't miss. And then the action scenes are really well choreographed. I think I know in the past I've complained when we talked about expendables and some other movies too, which was the joke in the, the real review of 2022 of my favorite movies being all women action movies is that I feel like a lot of women action movies are written by guys, especially choreographed a lot of the times by guys. So the women are doing things that huge beefy bulk guys like the rock can do not necessarily relying on uh, more agility and just cooler things that women can do to take down guys as well and so wow um, the movie really hits on it there's a couple cool scenes where they they all have sharp fingernails and they just right right into it dude i'm i'm excited i'm into this i'm gonna watch this tonight it's it's good it reminds it's got a little bit of prey in it um for those that watch prey on hulu where there's sort of a more younger, ambitious uh, um, protagonist who is going up against kind of the old grizzled protagonist whose past comes to kind of confront her uh, throughout the storyline. And it sort of unravels. It's You can guess what happens or what is going to happen in the first 30 minutes of the movie, but it's still, it's, it's great how it all plays out and the good guys awesome. always win, so... Hell yeah, I'm in. I'm gonna watch this. It sounds fucking cool. You should. You should. What's and then it, does you... it have like a it's gotta have like a pretty high Rotten Tomatoes score? Yeah, I think it was a 99 audience, 94 critics. Oh <laughs> damn. Yeah, it was up there. I I like holy shit. I, I don't think I sold it very well with action movies from the past because it's there is action, but it's really the acting in the movie that that takes it away. Okay, dude, I'm so in. I'm so into this. You should. That sounds great. Let me yeah. follow it up with a really bad for you. Um, and I'm not going to waste too much time on it. It's called How I Met Your Father. Terrible. I'm still yeah. watching it. It's in its second season. Why? It doesn't. Because I we're doing this for the people. I want them to know. I am taking one for the team, so you don't have to. If you really want to know what happens, absolutely nothing. None of the jokes hit or are funny. They are trying to get people our age to watch Hulu and watch the show because they just keep filling it with cameos from of people from our childhood, like Lizzie McGuire, Josh Peck, and yeah. every other episode. Which has I don't care. Cares. I don't care for those people. It's really you know, like I grew out of that shit when I was in middle school. Yeah, it's not worth it. the The jokes are really dry. yeah. There's the something about that show it. that made me be like, let's 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 dive into that. That looks good. <laughs> Other than being bored one day, yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know what I love to? You know what I've been loving to watch is Alone. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but Alone is one of my favorite fucking shows to watch. Is and that the show where they drop you in the forest by yourself? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, but like but these GoPro. people are already like, yeah, dude, they have, they show you, they have like a big ass thing of a big ass box full of camera equipment and like memory cards. And they have to set that shit up themselves. Um, but 
it's it's yeah they drop all these people and then they all have like bushcraft skills you know so they start trapping and building their their shelters yeah bushcraft i know right like (laughs) is that like (laughs) like i know a thing or two about bushcraft (laughs) (laughs) what i can do here (laughs) yeah (laughs) but okay i got one more thing to talk about and this might invite more conversation than we intend to but fuck it um I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania on opening night by myself in a full theater. Nice. And uh, it was it was a just fine, really. Just fine, really? (laughs) Yeah, it was just fine. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. I have uh, similar. We uh we were talking about a game that recently come out that that's getting a lot of backlash from from people that don't want to support it. This one I I've seen this too. Seen a lot of fans and people that generally like Marvel saying they're not going to watch this one because what? they want Marvel to fix the machine or they're not going to watch it in theaters because X Y Z. Um, yeah, this was a strange phase for Marvel with all of like the TV shows and. All of the mediocre movies. I really loved Multiverse of Madness. Um, but this one was like, it felt like Aquaman. You remember when you watched yeah. Aquaman and you were like, wow, that movie was like seven different kinds of movies in one. Mm-hmm. This was also like that. It was very like Star Warsy. There was like One Piece elements and like maybe a little bit of Dune in there. Um but ultimately, like none of the pieces felt like they actually put a lot of, you know, time and effort and in, in, into into creating something, you know, I guess not vapid. It felt so vapid. Um, and you don't even spend a lot of time with Ant-Man, the character. It like the movie becomes more about setting up Kang and Jonathan Majors is an incredible actor. He's so good in the movie. But at the same time. Paul Rudd's character, like Ant-Man, doesn't really go through any big changes. He doesn't really learn too much. Um, but Paul Rudd is a delight to watch on screen. He's just so funny. Um, I heard Michael Douglas. I heard Jonathan Majors was in his bag. Dude, he's uh, he's incredible. He could act. Look, he could act about. He could act anything. He could act the worst script ever, and he'd be great in it. I heard it was kind of awkward because there were scenes where he's just acting and he's so incredible, almost on a different level that it didn't really match the Ant-Man tone. No. And then it cuts, it cuts away from him and it's Paul Rudd. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and it's Paul Rudd like makes a little quip or something. Um, Yeah. It was weird. It was weird. It's not great, but it's, it's, there's, there's funny parts. For sure, it's entertaining. Michael Douglas made me laugh so many times because he completely phoned in his performance, and it's so clear that he's just like in a green screen the whole time. And, <laughs> and they have him really like acted in looking life. around, you know. They have him kind of going like, "Oh wow, this is crazy!" Wow, <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, but I'll tell you what my favorite part of the movie was. So, like I said, I was in a packed theater. Um, and so the guy next, there wasn't even like room for me to put my slushy down. And at one point the guy really? next to me was like, Hey, you can, you can use this one, you know? 
you can use like this armrest. I was like, thanks, dude. Um, and he was there with like his daughter. His daughter was maybe five or six years old. And these are the people who are probably going to continue to see Marvel movies like, you know. Yeah. And like young kids, you know. Yeah. Um, but the movie, it, it at one point, there's like some joke about balls. Like, Hell yeah, it's a stupid joke. Classic. So it was like, yeah, he's got balls. He doesn't have balls. Something like that. I don't fucking remember. But at the like the the little girl was clearly getting bored or something at this point, and she had already climbed onto her dad's lap, and she he was just kind of sitting with her there, and uh, the balls joke happens, and she turns to look at him and says, "Daddy, what does balls mean?" <laughs> and he <laughs> and like because we'd already kind of talked to each other, he kind of like looked at me. And we made eye contact, and then we just started laughing, dude. It was, it was amazing. And I turned to him, and I was like, I'm just happy that I witnessed this moment. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> what's balls? Daddy, what's balls? Hell yeah. Well, you got to be careful around the balls. Otherwise, um, you know, you could get sick. So, uh, oh, wow, you gotta, <laughs> what a fucking segue. <laughs> How about we talk about it? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get into the movie. gets me hype that is a good one i like that it's a good one me too shout out shout out neon nightclub for the as usual Mm -hmm. as always shout out for the sick jams uh shane nick sarassi oh yeah namaste brother (laughs) namaste in bed brother (laughs) so uh this week we're talking sick it uh was a peacock exclusive movie came out in 2022 it has a critic score of 87%, an audience score of 67%. It is a bit of a kind of COVID-ish movie, I would say. It's pretty much yeah. about COVID, if yeah. I had to say anything. Um, directed by John Hyams. Um, you ever heard of John Hyams? No. Yeah. He's pretty much... He's pretty much written a lot of B movies and cop dramas. Does that resonate? Because it kind of feels like that's what this movie was. It was a bit of a B movie. Yeah. As a cop drama. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, there weren't really any cops in it, but <laughs> unfortunately the not. <laughs> yeah. There should have been a lot more cops in this movie. There definitely should have <laughs> been more cops. This movie was interesting because from the director, which is something I never thought I would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They needed help in this movie. The director, Nobody take that out of context experience. Uh, a lot of the producers, first time producer credits uh, for one of them. And then, Pretty much everyone else worked on screen <laughs> and Halloween. Really? Yeah. 
Wow, that's not really all that surprising because not this surprising. is basically a scream movie. It really is. It's kind of like a scream. Yeah. It's a parody of a parody of a parody of scream, kind of. Speaking of which, but I watched the earnest, new scream. It's like an earnest copy. Really? Yeah, what did you think? I watched the new scream right before I watched this movie. The new scream is pretty great. It is almost identical to the first scream movie, but it's making fun of itself the whole time as well. Um you know, check it out. It, I will check it out. It's just fine, really. But it's, it's solid. <laughs> solid. So going into this out. movie, Peacock exclusive, 2022 horror movie to start off our February or kind of end our February. What'd you think of it? First thoughts. First thoughts, Um, like going into it when we chose this, I didn't yeah. really know anything at all about this movie. Mm. Um, And I did... No research going in. I like to go in blind on occasions such as such as this. Um, I think all I'd heard actually was that you liked it because I watched it after you. Oh, because I, but we picked it and then I watched it and then I said it was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah exactly, exactly. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, it was similar for me. I had no idea. And when I booted it up and saw that it was a Peacock exclusive, I was a little nervous because historically movies that are exclusive streaming movies are pretty terrible yeah and it's kind of go anywhere i yeah. mean prey is good right prey was good the rest kind of preyed on ass because that's what they even were. even white noise i think was an exclusive streaming movie was it it was in indie theaters probably or yeah Netflix they probably released, released it, it or did like a limited release kind of thing so I kind of thought this was going to be a cliche slasher and it was going to suck. Did you have like the, uh, it's also on Peacock, they, them with Kevin Bacon. Terrible. I didn't see that. No. I want to watch a uh, black phone or something though. That is good. Okay. That is all good. right. It's solid. I do want to watch that. Solid. I've so, heard good things. Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, as we are heading the movie for those that haven't seen it, Let's give them kind of our real rundown. We're we're moving away from reading way too much about the movie. Like a because, big movie overview, yeah, you know? It's too long. So we're going to kind of slog through it. Oh, I yeah. stop listening or I, I hit. <laughs> and then and then John has to do all the reading. It's it's yeah. just not working out for us anymore, you know? Yeah. So what we're going to no. do is we're going to describe to you the movie, the entire plot, everything that you really need to know, the rundown, some might say. The real rundown. We're going to run it down. We're going to give it to you. <laughs> and one sentence could be a run on. We're each going to give it a shot. Jose. Well, you want up. me to start? Oh, yeah. I'm putting okay. you on the spot. You're up. Okay. Basically, the movie opens on. <laughs> it's not a great start already. <laughs> in 1992. We fade in. <laughs> 1992 parker tyler murphy is born <laughs> okay so it's basically this kid he's in the grocery store he uh the, we we realize by the way that everybody is acting around him that it's during COVID 19 he uh goes to the grocery store he like puts fucking hand sanitizer on his hands after he gets in his car this is not one sentence uh <laughs> no yeah <laughs> he okay he gets in the car he because he gets murdered by somebody somebody breaks in and they murder him then we cut to a couple of girls <laughs> who are spending time. 
You're done. <laughs> We it knew does. this was gonna happen. Hold on, wait. I can finish it. I can finish it out very quickly. Okay. Um, we get we meet these two girls, and they are like, they're they're there together <laughs> in some remote log cabin in the woods. And then uh, her bo- a boyfriend shows up, and it's like, hey, why aren't we dating? And like, I don't know. Don't put that much pressure on me. And so then, <laughs> and so then the killer breaks into this house, and basically, you know fucks around with them kills the boyfriend the other two girls somehow get away and then we learn that the killer's motive is uh that these kids were all at a party during the height of covid like the week before or something and um somebody at that party got covid and died and that kid who died these are his parents this is his family it turns out that there's three killers and they're trying to avenge the death of their son and so they think that they need to kill these kids because they're not being covid safe yes but the kids ultimately get away yes and one kill the parents one of them? both yeah both i think the, the i think both of the girls yeah the two girls, girls get, away. get away yeah 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 the two girls get away yeah and it's exciting it is <laughs> <laughs> all right hey i mean <laughs> you you pretty, you pretty See, much hit is... it out of the park i was just gonna say you know, our main character was at a party. Everyone at the party is getting hunted down mysteriously. We don't know why. Girl and friend go to daddy's ranch. Daddy's dude ranch, pretty much. Dude. Up in the middle of nowhere ranch. with no cell service. Perfect opportunity to die. And they are hunted mm-hmm. down by the family of a peer that was that died from COVID exposure at the party. So the family is hunting down everyone that was at that party oh, and also testing them to see if they have COVID uh, before they kill them. And if they do, they <laughs> yeah, die. Yeah, wait, they, they didn't really do that to the other people, but yeah, no, just this one. <laughs> they just murdered. Well, no, they tried. Else, but... they, they, they did. This is before. Uh, what do you? What oh, do you they they it? use they use like a tracker to I yeah basically had exposure to be tracking. And yeah, this is before it was kind of through iPhones at that point, and so that uh-huh. they, they're kind of doing the research behind it to hunt this down. Also, interesting that this family is skilled in the arts of stealth murder. Um, There's the dad very, is incredible at this. Yeah, yeah, he's like not even a lake will stop me from. Uh, yeah. That shit was crazy that he was underneath the raft. One might question that they've done this before and are just using COVID as an excuse. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I Okay. So what let's, stood out let's... to you about the plot? What was <clears throat> you? What did you like? What did you not like? I loved how simple it was. Okay. I loved it. And I, I will say like the reveal at the end. As to the motive of the killers, because it happens pretty late in the movie. Yeah. Um, was I I liked that too. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. It, it it needed to be something like that, you know? Um, especially because the movie begins with the kid at the grocery store and mm-hmm. it's it's shot so well. Like yeah. I remember doing that as well. Standing six feet away, there's like arrows in the aisles. Telling you which way to walk up and down so you avoid people. Random uh, person coughs and everyone yeah. turns. And so that kid gets murdered and then it cuts to, you know, the girls. And then the whole time I'm wondering, like, what does that murderer have to do with COVID? Yeah. You know, 
So I'm glad that they tied it in. They tied it in pretty well. I thought the motive was fine. Um, overall, like it's a solid slasher movie. I thought it was a fun slasher. It was great. I I also <clears throat> liked um, that I was on edge the entire time. And it was interesting watching Scream right before and then going into this because Scream is still shot. There's music like there's some music happening there's lots of noise a lot of the time that's happening mm-hmm. and this movie for the most part it may be also as a an homage eh, to covid mm-hmm. as you know we all would love to pay homage to covid right everyone mm-hmm. does that uh did so many great things for everyone i have a cov19 tattooed right right here oh heck yeah right on your heart yeah yeah, yeah. nice i, 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 I have, forgot uh, about the sars part <laughs> oh I have um it says COV19 uh vaccine insert here uh, and then it's into on my your butt. butt. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so much better than mine. Mm-hmm. It was expensive because it's a lot of words, but totally worth it. To be yeah, 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 yeah. And also like your butt and like yeah, people don't... great joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good icebreaker at corporate <clears throat> events, you know, where you go around the room, you're like, "Hey, I'm John and I have a COVID-19 insert vaccine here tattoo. Yeah. Do you guys want to see?" you know it's so. kind of like you know like somebody saying like oh, i've got a cock hanging from underneath my knee or something you know and then it turns out to be what? like a rooster a rooster on his really shin. oh yeah. like a rooster tattoo or something on the yeah shin? like a rooster tattoo on uh, his shin i was gonna yeah. say i would buy that bath water but <laughs> you know what i love to do like at a bar after i've been drinking a little bit like and you have to go to the bathroom you come back and you're like yeah, like uh, somebody might ask you, "Oh, how was your bathroom break or something?" Generally, the same. But you're like, "Oh yeah, water's cold. <laughs> water's cold. Yeah, <laughs> like in the sink." Such a such a dad joke. No, dude. Like, cause <laughs> because you don't wash your hands, you sicko. No, no, no. Because <laughs> you, huh? Do you want me to spell it out for you? Yeah, spell it literally. Okay, C O C K I N U R I N A L. Cock and urinal. Cock and urinal. What's cock and urinal? <laughs> oh man! So, but this movie is pretty much silent the whole time. Um, yeah, it's super tense. It's really is, good, which adds to yeah. the tension. I also really, to your point, I I really liked. It was dumb. They obviously had to go somewhere with because you have to take. We've talked about this before, right? You have to take cell phones out of it because you've now put a specific date on what's happening. And the cell phone does play a factor a little bit like iMessage. That was cool. Something, you know, you you have to mix that up a little bit. Um, First thing that they do is take the phones out of the equate like he they steal all their phones. Yeah, they can't call for help. Yeah. Right. And I I really enjoyed that. I didn't know where this movie was going at any particular point, other than that these two girls and the third wheel boyfriend were being hunted for no reason. It was it was honestly pretty scary to think that there was just some rando loose hunting people. Yeah, absolutely. It's terrifying. I did like like how. um you know, like the the boyfriend dies almost immediately. <laughs> Dude, he gets wrecked. Way. Yeah. 
absolutely yeah. wrecked. And I liked how they established that uh, one of the girls is like super smart or something and like studying to be a doctor. So she literally creates a splint for herself. It was great. I liked it. Yeah, there. I, I mean, like, <clears throat> there were there were a lot of for me. There were a lot of uh, huh moments. Huh? Um, <laughs> one was when she got a text on her phone and the text said unknown. Oh yeah, the yeah, caller yeah. ID, the little bubble on the top of the screen said unknown, and it was you can do that though. But it was saved in her phone as unknown because the bubble said you. Okay. Yeah, and I guess they normally are like might be or, or UN. Or, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have said that. It would have just been the number up there. That was that was kind of lame. Like you're gonna go through all that extra work to that broke send the your, text. Yeah. Yeah, that broke your suspension of disbelief. That and then how do you how does your pops live in the woods with no cell service and he doesn't own any kind of protection satellite phone? arm or like a gun or an and anything he, he i guess he did have a knife no bat come on no <clears throat> yeah that was pretty weird no there's a whole ass barn too they went into that barn and there was just like a convenient like super powered <laughs> golf cart <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that was yeah. uh but this movie also was kind of you know what i good sorry you know what i really loved was when you meet the mom and she's like the only person driving down the road. Oh, dude, and that was crazy. That was so well done. It was so tense. And uh, she's like, oh, let me in the car. And the first thing she says was, oh, you don't have, a, do you have a mask? Like, I can't <laughs> let you in if you don't have a mask. <laughs> and when, when so I good. saw that, I thought the movie, because at that point, I still didn't really know what was why these people were being hunted and all this. Yeah, stuff. we don't know their motivation yet. Yeah, yeah. this is actually and like when we learn it. Right after yes, that is when we learn. Right it. after that, when she's like, "Oh, this mask kind of smells like chloroform." <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> when that was happening, I thought that I was like, "Man, this movie is really going out of its way to make a statement about masks," because throughout the whole movie the girl, the main protagonist is anti-mask. She doesn't get it. She thinks they're stupid. Is she? She's not like outwardly anti-mask. Oh, but she's, but like, her... she's like not worried about it. Like yeah, her she's... friend tries to be like... Her friend hey, is wearing uh... one. Yeah. yeah. Keeping space. And yeah. she's the... Uh... Which I guess goes back and makes us, you know, reaffirms that she was the main source, right? Because she doesn't really care and she's reckless yeah a teenager i liked all that dialogue too because it's so it, i was like i've heard conversations like these in my life of people like smoking a joint together not mm -hmm. giving a fuck about covid anymore you know yeah. yeah i thought it was i thought it was really well done honestly yeah. it definitely... I, like have you seen any other like movies that were based during that are based like during covid during COVID, I've seen movies. Yeah, that... like this is like the this was in the pandemic, you know. No, I not that I can remember. I definitely have seen movies that are based. Actually, I have, or they're based really close after COVID. The movie Kimmy on HBO that came oh, out. Oh, really? I think in 2020, 2021. And then there's a movie I want. It's with I want to say Rachel McAdams. And 
it's after COVID and she has um, a lot of anxiety about leaving her apartment, leaving uh, her building. And she's then like she, kind of an agoraphobe or something. Yeah. And she sort of witnesses or thinks she's witnessing something across the street and deals with all of that. Oh, is that the movie, the one about the, like the show, like the woman who looked out the window or something? That movie, I think, is a parody of. I think it's a show. Movie. Yeah. Or the show is a parody oh. of it. Yeah. Oh, it's got okay. the kid from. I, well, I, the only one that comes up to me is there's this movie called Language Lessons. Yeah. I think I saw on like Prime Video with Mark Duplass and um, Natalie Morales. And okay. the whole thing, the whole movie is basically uh, like a Zoom call between mm. this guy and this woman who is like a Spanish teacher. And uh, it's it's so it's it's really well. It's actually really good. It's heartbreaking. But um, yeah, and it's a tight 90. That's actually I think that might be a can't miss. That's a that's a hard recommendation. Really? What was that one called again? It's called Language Lessons. Language Lessons. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's an indie movie, you know. Yeah, and it's just kind. Of, it's set during, like, quarantine. And they fall like, in love people. through Zoom. No, they don't fall in love. So, oh, sorry. Instead, what it is, it's uh, Mark Duplass's character. He his his husband dies, in the midst of them doing their lessons. So it's it's about loss, and grief, you know. And she's kind of the person that, like, the only person that he's been talking to. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of like good. your RuneScape girlfriend. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Need a GF, 500 <laughs> <yeah>. GP. <laughs> yeah. I'll mine some ore for you. What, yeah. uh, what, what were some things about this movie that stood out to you that maybe you, you didn't like or you didn't get? Was there anything like that? Um, Just like, not really. I feel like uh, I had like general slasher complaints, you know? Like, sure. oh, come on. Why didn't he just kill them all when he took their phones Yeah, while they were asleep, you know, and just just stuff like that, that like I'm willing to overlook mostly. That's yeah. fair. What about you? What about That's you? That's fair. I mean, I kind of talked about some of it with the phone. I think not having any kind of firearm was crazy uh, in this place. <clears throat> yeah. Not that I condone gun violence, but uh, if you live in the middle of the woods, I feel like your crime for being taken advantage of sometimes. Um, I thought the same thing. Why didn't he just kill them in the sleep? Like why, Mm -hmm. why keep playing with them? And I mean, that was about it. The only other thing is that the, the family seemed to be a super family of killers. And I would have loved to learn the origin story of this family and how they became super stealthy and deadly at the, I mean, I guess COVID, they had extra time, but yeah. uh, this guy was moving the, the, silently. The, he was, yeah, a ninja, dude. Yeah. He, like, murdered that guy in the other house, too. Didn't even think twice about it. Um, and the deaths were, like, gnarly. You know, like, he falls on antlers. The, one of the dudes gets impaled. The pole, I, yeah. I love that Quarox kind of killed the family at the end. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was... <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of like that's that's what's killing COVID, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then at the end, you could have really said that the lady, the mom that was on the the killing rampage, you you really could have said her her plan went up in flames. 
Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. She, nice. for those, spoiler alert. Yeah. She gets lit up on fire. It's brutal. <laughs> they're also like, they're so, the killers are so dedicated. Yeah, they really like, are. The, like, there's their other son who, um, like, gets almost m- completely marked. Like Bad. I think she hits him like with a, with something you know over the yeah, head a lot. A heavy blunt uh, But he object. wakes up at one point and is like still kicking. He's yeah. still fighting, still trying to murder. Like how how do you not just run away? For the third for the other brother for family as Dom yeah, Dominic Toretto family, would say for family man you never turn your back on family even if they turn. I guess back that's on what you. it is. It's got to be what it was. The uh, what did you think about some of the characters in this movie? Anyone anyone stick out um, to you? I liked that you know, I I liked that they looked like real people and that I didn't recognize any of the yeah. actors. Yeah. So that I didn't know like which ones would be favored, you know? Like mm-hmm. sometimes you see an actor in a movie and you're like, okay, well he can't die. He's like yeah. top build. He's too famous. <laughs> yeah. Or if or if he dies, like he, they will make it the whole point of the movie. Um but I liked that it was like unknown people that were casted. I thought they all did a good job. They were super relatable. They were they actually looked like college kids. Yeah. You know, and not they like did. 40 they year olds did. playing college kids. Yeah. I agree. But they did a good job. You know, I think they, they were all put, set up very quickly and efficiently. So like yeah, and we don't really need to know too much about them. No, either. that's like, what I was gonna say. This is a type of movie so. that it doesn't like no one's overcoming a big arc or anything in this movie it's yeah just sort like, of survival is the arc pretty much so yeah exactly these thing, movies are simple you know and and they can they can thrive when they understand how simple they need to be last thing about this movie it came in under an hour and 30 minutes did you think that it was too short did you think it was the perfect amount of time what did you think perfect Perfect. It was perfect. An hour and twenty. I thought minutes. it was perfect. I'm like, it's not even a tight ninety. It's it's even tighter than tighter. That. <laughs> so tight. It's so tight. It's a tight eighty three. No, <laughs> Dude, I loved it too. It was sick. It yeah. just moved. It was super fast. It it was engaging the whole time. And I think that if they, that's I feel a lot of the times in these sort of movies where that are about just massive killing is pretty much what this movie is about yeah. uh i think of where did, uh, where did the cops come from didn't really like at the, the end all the cops through? show up and then it just kind of oh did it maybe eventually oh. with the wi-fi they turned oh. the wi-fi back on i thought anyway oh they did turn the wi-fi back on that's right yeah and she was able to send yeah. it that's what some of these movies like Smile and even Scream, they try and add a second storyline into it. So something that's paranormal or, you know, you got to stop the curse or something along those lines. This movie was just straight up. Stop the killer. This is what's happening. Yeah, yeah this, this, is, is this, is, this is it. This is it. Not complicated. Stick yeah. with it. And yeah, I found that kind of refreshing in a way. Me too. It was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Oh, sick. Nice. How many sick puns can we make? Sick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. I completely agree with you. Uh, You know, it's not like 
a, a gorgeous movie or it's not doing anything particularly new. Um, it was just, you know, it was a, it was solid. I thought it was solid. All right. Well, that's what we think. Let's uh, see what the critics and audience think of this movie. are hitting it's been a couple weeks since i heard them man Fuck. damn man <laughs> oh, this, these tunes are fucking sick man <laughs> <sighs> shout out neon nightclub for uh, this sick tune so yeah pretty good critic reviews here let's jump into it 87 percent by the critics uh i guess i mean that's pretty pretty high for a slasher movie i would say um but i i feel like i know where these critics or critic reviews are gonna go uh if i had to guess so let's get to this first one here love the name of this publication common sense media the payoffs are actually rewarding and more than a little disturbing in terms of the lengths and crazed killers have gone to get vengeance and attain some twisted sense of justice four out of five hell yeah i mean we kind of talked about that yeah it sounds like they felt like i mean yeah all the setup was paid off eventually i agree you know like that's why it was so satisfying at the very end um yeah and i agree i agree and because you have no idea what's happening until the very end this next one yeah uh next best picture say that 10 times really fast Next best picture, next best picture, next best picture. Dude, <laughs> next best picture, next best picture. If viewers can allow themselves to look past the clunky conclusion, they'll likely have a scary good time, especially if watched with a fun-loving pod like ours. Whoa, that's us. Hey, that's us. Everyone's a real <laughs> critic. Welcome. We're a we love pod. fun. We love you, and and we love fun. Six out of ten. Yeah. Next best, next best picture gave it a six out of ten haters and, yeah that seems uh, like kind of low it is kind of low this last critic review here from battleship pretension what it's a new one for me each i've shot, never heard of that battleship pretension me neither do you think it's yeah. a pretentious battleship sounds like a great band name maybe like the battleship they're like fire and and then they're like yeah. i could but my bombs are a little too good for that. <laughs> and waste that, a bomb? Yeah. No. That ship, really? <laughs> That's what you're pretentious? I just got my missile barrels cleaned and and shined. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Ew, is this 99% salt water? Is this water brackish? Ugh. I only do 100% salt. Sorry. <laughs> each shot, camera movement, and cut. Each shot, camera movement, and cut, as well as blocking and prop placement, 
are perfectly calibrated to make sick as infectiously watchable as it is shocking. High yeah, score. I think they they did a really good job with the with the um, direction of this movie, Agreed. and it's like there were no shots that were wasted. There was no, it was everything was well paced and tense. Like it was pretty good. Yeah, and, and like the the question you have the whole time of like what's this guy got to do with COVID just makes you more curious and it, it keeps you more on your toes. Agreed. And this person is absolutely right that the way they block each shot so you don't know if something's around the corner or if it's just nothing, it really adds to the tension along with there being almost no noise whatsoever in this movie. So um, it sounds like the critics, for the most part, you know, well shot, well paced, like we said. And a good enough storyline to get through. Some critics even claimed it as the start of a new genre, which is interesting. A new genre called the COVID slasher. Is that as pretentious as uh, the battleship or what? I don't know if you could call it a new genre if there's only one movie. Well, it's a start. If there were like many more to come, if there were like three or four of them, so like then maybe yes. But. I think it might yeah. be too early for that one. I agree, there, guys. That seems that's seems uh, right. don't try to make COVID slasher happen. It's not going to happen. The eighty-seven percent, <laughs> I think, yeah, is it was the critics being, "Whoa, I've never seen this before. This is insane. Mm-hmm. This is sick." Sick, so, bro. Let's get to the audience reviews. Who didn't think of it as favorably as the critics uh, gave this a sixty-seven percent audience score. This first review. From Tex A. From Tex A.S. I swear to God, if some of these reviews are just going to be like, COVID's not even fucking real. (laughs) I'm going to lose it. (laughs) This is the best fictional story. The camera work. The camera work is odd and jumpy. Hmm. Like like scary movies. The storyline is completely trite. Think scary movie without the humor. The overdramatic bass during the scary parts, that's in quotes, made me chuckle. My friend was fully in and loving the movie. I was trying not to laugh until a little twist happened. So it sounds like... This person sucks. It sounds like that this person doesn't know what a scary movie is and just came into this. Yeah. I don't know. What's a scary movie to you, John? It's the movie, a scary movie, but like without any of the comedy. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> pretty much yeah that's great cra- oh so scary, scary movie yeah but with no comedy like maybe this person just gets really scared so they they pretend that they need something with laughs i'm not even sure it's crazy yeah yeah it's like one of those like oh i don't get scared i laugh <laughs> i need fun when i go into haunted houses i don't even i don't even jump i just yeah. laugh too scary so they gave that a two star. Oh, is it too scary? <laughs> oh, it's too scary for you. That's like my Elmer Elmer Fudd. <laughs> that is a sexy Elmer Fudd. So this next one by Mark with two Ks. The sly commentary. <laughs> At least there wasn't a third one. <laughs> oh, <man>. Okay. <laughs> The sly commentary laid on an otherwise typical slasher film is what gives this movie its pizzazz and makes it so fun. 
when will it be banned? Question mark. Wasn't, I wasn't sure if this was like a political commentary on what's happening in uh, in Florida or like that would be hilarious if a super hardo anti-COVID believer became president and then wiped out anything that resembled COVID from history. So they just like got rid of this movie too. Mm, I wasn't possible. sure. I wasn't sure if uh, that's what this person was going about or if they think COVID got John, banned. That is the scariest thing of all. <laughs> I'm I'm confused by when will it be banned? Mark with two K. That's what I'm curious about. Like, yeah. Give us a call, Mark. And uh, Mark K, leave your third K at home, though, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't bring it. Don't bring it. Sounds like you have it. Don't bring it. Uh, this next review here, from. Uh... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> You know, I don't yeah, always ahead, look at the it. names when I pull them. So, they say, Death Not Your Average, Death Not Your Average slasher movie. The plot was relevant, the script relatable. And the acting precise. Precise. My heart was pumping from beginning to end. Nothing is scarier when the main characters do everything right. That's what I loved. Typical horror cliches were at bay, which made this so real. I especially loved Miri's character. 10 out of 10 would watch again. Five stars. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. That's pretty wild. They give this the old uh, real critic can't miss. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about Ewo? I think that's a that's wow. This is like her weird out. This is her Godfather. It is. This is, it is. This is her inception. I think yeah. uh, her kind of critique was found amongst most of the audience reviews, where the audience liked how real the movie felt, but at the same time, the audience didn't feel like this uh, movie was a, kind of a true horror movie, I guess. they. Some people found it very cliche. Some people didn't find it cliche. Some found it different. Some found that it wasn't different enough, and it was just a cut and paste from a slasher movie. So I think the audience... I mean, it kind, of, it of, kind of is. audience was all over the place, but the critics, this is the start of a new genre, baby. So before we go any further... That's so weird. We've heard from us. We've heard from the critics. We've heard from the audience. 87% critics, 67% audience. Let's give the people the real. What they're waiting for with the real. The real rating, baby. Let's get into it. We should honestly have just two minute breaks between each segment and just just let the music ride. Just so baby. we can dance. Just let the music ride. I Ooh, love it. Let the music I love move it. you. <laughs>
What is mm. going on? Feel the rhythm. You just get out of a bath. You seem really relaxed. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Sipping on that bath water. <laughs> Woo! That bath. That bath. What's for dinner H2 today, John? Low. How about a little you stew? <laughs> mm, meaty. So uh, let's get into this real raking. Out of a hundred, zero being a movie that we've just never never seen probably never released like batgirl 100 being godfather uh for for our friend iwu this movie what are you giving this <laughs> yeah, clearly zero out of 100 <laughs> zero out of 100 john i'm gonna give this a solid 70 out of 100 boom it's a good movie it's fine it's fun it's tight 90 it's you know it's just fine it's really. for yeah it's just fine it's fun i really enjoyed it it's uh nothing crazy, nothing nothing like, oh guys, you gotta go fucking see, dude. Have you fucking seen sick? Oh my, <laughs> sheesh! You gotta go. No, you don't have to. It's, it's fine. It's not like <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna call you know your best friend the next day and be like, yo, I just watched the craziest movie Let's because we've seen this movie before. Yeah. <laughs> But what you are going to do is schedule a date, meet each other on Zoom, record a whole ass podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But we've seen the movie before. Like I said, it's a typical slasher movie. It's not reinventing the genre, in my opinion. It's just uh, taking what's there and doing doing it well. Hell yeah. Love that. I, uh, I gave it a 71 out of 100. So we're... We're on the same wavelengths, my friend. Same same wavelengths. You and me, buddy. You and me. Something about the movie, it, it really drew me in. Like we said, <clears throat> intimately shot. I think I also, similar to the audience, enjoyed how real it felt. Just kind of, who who hasn't gone to an Airbnb or a friend's mountain house in the front, or just like a lake house in the middle of nowhere? And I haven't gone night, to a friend's mountain house. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> But then, yeah, who right? Neither of us, but someone. Uh, And then felt like, hey, you know, all the lights are off. You can't really see outside, but you're kind of who's watching us right now. You know, who's gonna Mm -hmm. come and murder us? Get that all the time. Honestly, I think about it all the time whenever I'm in the middle of nowhere. So the window, or yeah, yeah. The only problem for me who's murdering us? Yeah, I can see you. The only problem for me was just kind of the. I thought the big reveal, like after it came, I just sort of hit a wall. It was like, oh wow. So yeah. So much of this movie really doesn't make sense now. Like so and then and then when they kept like the after we figured out why the parents were there and it was because their son died, just continuing to shove the narrative of uh disease control and things down my throat. Just sort of it took me out of my trance a little bit towards the end where I was really into it um and then i couldn't yeah stop. it's funny it's like these kinds of things are more fun when you don't quite know the answer yet you know? yeah and sometimes you get the answer at the end and it's not what you were yeah i like think it just as heavy as you were expecting it to be you know yeah and i was just like what were... and then when i heard it i was like man i get that but uh i just couldn't stop thinking about how this family became trained hunters overnight it was insane so 71. It's yeah. just fine. Assassins. Really. But also, we don't need to know that the movie was just about that. You know, just about 
killing, running away, surviving. Survival. <laughs> Survive and endure. <laughs> but, you know, that's what we thought about the movie. How about you guys let us know what you thought of Sick? You can let us know on our socials Sick. at EARC Pod. You can call us at 407 602 8504. Uh, and be sure to catch all of our other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the next Hell one, yeah. we don't quite know what it is yet. What Do we know Wait. what the next one is? <laughs> we had The Whale on the... On the uh, oh, books. fuck! The Brendan Fraser movie, The Whale. Yeah. I'm excited about that one. Um, I don't know whether it's going to be good or not. I think it might make <laughs> me cry. Um, <laughs> which is fine, you know. But uh, thanks for listening. And thanks for reaching out on the socials. My name's Jose. You reach me at Hoser Loser. Follow me on Letterboxd. You yeah. Know, and this right here, this here is John Wolf. I'm John. You can follow me at John B. Wolf on all of your social media platforms. Let us know, you know, and, if, uh, uh, if you vibe with us and let us know how yeah, you, you vibing with us or what, dog? Are we sick? Let us know how yeah, uh, fucking sick, bro. How you rank this movie for sure. Because today seems like we kind of sided a little bit more with the audience and then the critics which is you know that's okay Oh, interesting yeah we're happy to be there that's a good spot for us men of the people people of the people peas of the peas mm -hmm. but uh hey remember at the end of the day it doesn't really matter because why everyone's a real a real critic critic nice nice <laughs>